0: How do you recover when you have one of those days where the universe has decided that it's not your day and you need to be knocked down a peg or two Now, well, today is that day for me. So yeah, I was over the last uh, last week or two I was I I, I don't want to say I was on cloud 9, but I was like feeling good about kind of where I was at where I was going what was possible all those kind of things and today kind of put a screeching halt on all of that and then of course once I mean once the first thing happened I was able I was able to recover I'm like you know what I didn't even I wasn't I was preparing myself for that not happening anyway and now it's it's just even less likely to happen which you know you go from like a 1% chance of it happening down to a half a percent chance of it happening it, you know it's it's still basically the same not going to happen which uh rather than being coy about it there's an au- uh, farm auction close to my parents house and uh, for the last month i've been trying to kind of get everything in order so that way i could get the loan to buy a chunk of land uh, and then kinda of start farming it or at least try to. And today that the kibosh kinda got squashed on that, which I was thinking. My my dad is he's getting cold feet about buying any of it. Because there's there's one chunk that, that I can afford and then there's this bigger chunk that that he was gonna buy. And he's like, Well I'm not even gonna buy that and you shouldn't buy your thing and and um you know I'm not gonna not gonna help you out with the down payment and all that stuff and it's like oh well um I'm not sure where I could come up with the other ten thousand dollars of the down payment, so yeah. But like I said, it, it was a long shot. You have first off, you have to win the auction, and then everything has to go through and, and so forth and so on. And um uh, my dad is he's a bit on the conservative side when it comes to that kind of stuff. Not even like politically, just he's fiscally conservative in his finances. And so yeah, I was able to kind of shrug it off because, again, I had been kind of mentally preparing myself uh, for that eventuality. You know, it's one of those things to where, like, your mind goes, you know, on onto cloud nine. And then you realize you're on cloud nine and you say, you know what? It's okay being up here, but realize that maybe I, I should be on cloud two because this isn't very likely to happen. And and so then you're, you're up there, you're having, you know, daydreams about, oh, this is what it'll be like to... to win the lottery but you're like i'm not going to win the lottery but you know this is what it would be like so then when you look up the powerball numbers and you realize you got absolutely none of them right it you know it it doesn't really come as a shock the other one so it was a meeting at work that i i had in a previous meeting a couple weeks ago they said hey you need to do this and so then i started doing it and i said hey is this what i'm supposed to be doing and then my boss said, Yeah, you know, that, that looks good. You're on the right track. And so then I'm like, Okay. And then I dove in and I kind of did that. And, I, and from there, I did a couple other things to kind of break out the information and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and today I presented it and uh, came to discover that uh, my research was basically all garbage and there was a half dozen things that either i didn't think about or no one told me about or people told me the wrong information and uh and then my boss just chimed in because she was on the call and so she chimed in with uh well joseph we'll we'll take this offline and we'll discuss it there and of course you know that's a that's a sure shit sign that uh that you you've you've messed up uh, there was there was a mistake made somewhere and from there, that's that's when I kind of spiraled. I, I always feel like I'm on thin ice with my manager. And this isn't necessarily her. This is managers going back. I know I take the back. I've had two managers in my lifetime where I didn't feel that way. And oddly enough, both of them were on the rougher side of communication skills. So, you know, they, they were the types that they're not afraid to say whatever they're thinking. And it just comes out. And if you react neg- negatively, well, you know what? Deal with it, more or less. And I like that because you know exactly where you stand. But then everybody else, it's always like, oh, God, I screwed up. And and then you kind of start spiraling from there. And so that's when I believe that's that's evil brain. You know, when when your brain kind of goes into that spiral, that's evil brain stepping in and, and just beating you up. Why? Just because evil brain likes to do that. And, you know, for, for some people, they, they you know, the, the non-evil side of their brain has a shield. So any sort of insults get reflected off the shield and out into society. Uh, my brain, you know, the rest of it is just a sponge and all those insults get soaked up. And it's odd because, you know, I would never, if someone talked to me as consistently horrific as I talk to myself, I would, I would avoid them like, they were a supermassive black hole. Instead, I get to live inside my brain all of the time, and I get to treat myself like crap. Which this is this is where I should I should step in, and I should say no. I'm not gonna let myself treat myself like crap anymore. I'm gonna change my thinking, and if I had a, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. I would have seventy-five cents. I should have went with seventy-four cents just to make you think. Wait a minute, seventy-four nickels. That's that's a hard thing to do because I mean your your immediate instinct whenever you try and tell yourself something good, at least this is this is the way it is for me. Is you know I'll, I'll sit there and say, hey, you know what? You got you got the kitchen cabinet that's almost together. Hey, the, all of the sides, everything's square that's great. You're doing awesome. Fantastic. It's taking a little longer than you thought, but you know what? You're trucking right along. You're you're getting it done. You're doing something that, you know, 95% of the people out there would never want to do. Instead, I look at the clock and I say, holy shit, it's taken me a month to, uh, to get this one cabinet together. And I have 17 other cabinets to make. I'm a horrible failure. I should just not do this. I should give up right now and just get the countertop and live with, with live with everything else the way it is because you know what this is not going to happen that's the way my brain thinks it like immediately jumps onto that rail of i'm a complete total and utter failure so just give up and for a good chunk of my life I, that's that's what i've done is when things get hard it's like nope we suck at this we're done <sighs> and it just it it makes everything far too difficult you know i was i suppose I, the good the good news that the, the good takeaway from all of this is um had i been drinking i would probably be about four beers in for the day and it's the middle of the afternoon right now um knowing that i had to sober up but once i get four beers in that the, the cravings just become absolutely overwhelming And even if I don't, you know, even if I run out of booze in the house, well, I might as well go to the store and get more because I need another one and then I need a sixth one and a seventh and an eighth. And then about seven o'clock tonight, the, the, uh, the hangover would set in the headache and the groggy feeling and all that kind of stuff. I always, I always disliked day drinking and yet I still did it. I don't want to say often, a couple times a month easily. So that's, and again, that's, that's another place where I can say that's a win. But then Evil Brain chimes in and says, ah, you know, it's, it's not normal to, to day drink or to turn to booze immediately after something stressful has happened. You just kind of go down that spiral again. And then of course, with work, whenever anything goes wrong, you immediately start thinking like, God, I'm not good enough. You know, this, this job is, is too much for me. I, I can't handle it. I'm just, I'm dumb. You know, I might as well go back and and find some minimum wage job and go work at that and I'll probably suck at that. But you know what? At least at least then, you know, I I can't say that I'm being overpaid. And it's so frustrating. So very very frustrating. Cuz you want to say good things about to yourself. And heck, up to yesterday I was saying good things about myself. I was on kind of a good track. You know, there was, there was the kitchen cabinets that I was, you know, the hard part is you do something. So, okay. So with, with my mind working the way that it does, I mean, besides the fact it jumps all over the place, it also then becomes terrified of making a mistake. So then you immediately have to overthink everything that you do. So take take the kitchen cabinet, for example. For some reason, I decided to start on the second most complicated one that I want to make. And you could even argue that it is the most complicated. Anyway, uh, so I started with that one just because it's it's also the one that's the, most, the easiest to replace because it's kind of off on its own. And I'm like, you know, this would be great. I'll be able to make it, put it up there, and we can kind of see how it looks and, and all that kind of stuff just to make sure that, hey, yep, this is the direction we want to go in. And that's another thing. Rather than just jumping in and doing it and saying, boom, this is it. This is what I'm doing. It's, okay, let's do this little tiny thing here and see how it goes. Let's do this little tiny thing here and see how it goes. Or at work, oh, hey, I'm thinking about doing this or this there, boss lady. Well, which one should I do? Rather than just saying, you know what, let's do this one because it makes the most sense. Although I did, did have a, an example this afternoon of, I, I did that. I just said, you know what, no, I need to I need to be assertive and I just need to go with it. And I said, This is this is what I'm gonna do. And then she was like, I would prefer this other way. But for now that's fine. It's like, well shit, if I'm gonna have to redo all of this anyway in a three months, might as well just do it now. But then yeah, you just you stop and you would like to say, Okay, my next move. Uh yeah, thinking ten moves down the board. You know, I can't see any of that stuff, but 10 moves down the board, I, you know, if I make this decision, I can recover from it. If I make that decision, can I, well, you know, if I make that decision and then this other thing goes a certain way, and then and then once you go from there, once that goes a different way, you know, then then I can recover. But, you know, if we back up and now if it goes down this other path over here and then I, I can't and I'm stuck over there and I don't want to be stuck over there because then everyone will laugh and make fun of me. Oh that is my brain it is so tiresome so so very tiresome or if if it's faced with it with it so okay or if it's faced with a challenge there's one of two responses it's either all in we absolutely positively adore this and this is our life's calling so then you kind of go down this rabbit hole of oh my god now i need to learn absolutely everything about this or, eh, I don't want to be bothered with it. And and it takes a mountain, it takes a Herculean effort. Thank you, Mr. Sexton, for teaching me big words. Like Herculean and Cyclopsian. He he uh, he taught us those words um, by doing gestures. So Cyclopsian, he pointed to his forehead like where a Cyclops' eye would be. And Herculean, he was... Is, that's the one like holding the earth or he just you know showed off that he was really strong and anyway it was funny because he's like an 80 year old guy and um probably the heart the hardest nosed guy if that's a phrase but you probably the toughest guy that that you would ever know um and he said aspect a lot i remember that anyway reminiscing about 20 years ago i suppose anyway back to the topic on hand and now I forget where I was you realize that oh my god I'm, I'm stuck in this loop over here and I shouldn't be stuck in this loop and then and then you and then you go down into the disparaging loop of oh god you're a failure you're horrible you know normal people don't get into these loops and and you're stuck here and you really don't want to get stuck here but you can't help yourself you know maybe I should do just one productive thing to to have a, have you know just do that one little step, so then it kind of kind of rebuilds from there, and then you look at your desk and you realize your desk is a giant mess, and you're like, oh god, and I can't stay organized at all for the life of me. So yeah, do you do you ever have days like that? Is that normal? I don't think it is. I think I think my brain is uh, it's it's wired a little bit differently, and that's okay it's okay to have a differently wired brain. You know, I, I probably should be, I probably should be careful with, with using different voices. One of these days, my brain is is going to go into like disassociation mode. And all of a sudden I'm going to have like 10 personalities and it's going to be my, you know, like 10 different voices that I do. And that, that that'll be fun. No, so I, I think the, I think that the, the the biggest thing that helped me today, because I'm I, I I'm not out of my spiral. Oh, I, I, let me take that back. I've stopped spiraling, but I haven't yet start the up, upward trajectory until I get to the to the cliff again and fall off of it. But one is, you know, I just I went outside and just took a walk. That helped, and I mean it. It was a walk around my backyard, so it wasn't anything glamorous. And then. I decided that i wanted i I was gonna get myself a glass of water i'm like you know what no i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a diet pepsi i'm gonna go wild and crazy go for the hard stuff with some diet pepsi and just kind of trying to trying to work out from there oh and i and i think it during that time i also took my uh my adhd med which one one of the things that those meds are supposed to do is kind of help your help stabilize your mood because with adhd your mood kind of wildly well i mean as, as often as i change the subject ooh, squirrel that's you know my mood can kind of shift around like that and that's that's really no fun and it's it's, it's something i also see in in my stepdaughter to where yeah it just when she doesn't have her medicine she is just all over the board yeah. and and when she when she takes her medicine it's it's just much more even keel and it's and it's not flat or anything like that because at least with myself, like, I can get upset when I need to be upset or happy or any of those kind of things. But it's just, it's not, you know, it, it's a magnitude 4.0 earthquake. You know, if, you, if you've if you seen those seismometers where they have the little needle that goes back and forth, you know, size, you know, magnitude 4 is little little bits. You know, instead of my usual, like, magnitude 7.5 where it's, it's wildly swinging back and forth. You know what's you you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna hit about 75 years old and I'm gonna finally figure out some of this stuff. And and I'm gonna finally have like good confidence and like I, I think I can do everything, and then I will I will get hit by a bus the next day. That's what'll happen. Although I did read an article once where they did a study, and I guess people who people who think they have bad luck tend to then have lots of bad luck and vice versa. So if you think you have lots of good luck, then you have lots of good luck. It's just basically your outlook on life. And you know what? For for, for today, for for at least for the rest of today, I'm going to try to choose to have a positive outlook on life. I'm going to try to say good things to myself. I'm not going to succeed every time. It's it's no different than than quitting drinking. You're not going to succeed every time there there may be there may come a time where you fall off the wagon it is bumpy it's got the square wheels it's got no suspension um you know the the seats have, are wrapped in barbed wire so you can't sit on them so you're you're gonna you're gonna be holding on for dear life but you know what? at least you, you can take take today and be kind to yourself say say, say one nice thing to yourself like joseph uh all right evil brain get out of the way get get just just take like two steps to the left if you could please thank you thank you you know joseph you have a magnificent beard you are awesome at growing beards and so so with that i bid you adieu today's episode was not scripted at all and which and they're never scripted uh i have a bullet point list that i follow and and today's was wasn't even that it's just I knew I needed to get some of these thoughts out of my head. And I'm hoping maybe they help you. And I'm hoping I can get this out today, tomorrow, sometime soon. I have another one uh, that I'm waiting to edit. But it's it's I, I talked for like an hour and 20 minutes. So I'm not looking forward to, forward to that editing process. I've noticed that I do ramble a lot. So hopefully you enjoy my ramblings. I enjoy them. Uh, and then, obviously, if if you find yourself, and I, I think, based on the show I have in the can, this one, and and some other ideas I have in my brain, um, apparently my 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 new focus is going to be mental health here for a little bit. I still really want to get get some uh, what I what I'm calling distraction podcasts, to where you know they have nothing to do with drinking, no mention of drinking or mental health or anything. It's, you know, maybe history related. Thinking about starting with something like that because it's, I'm I'm interested in it and I know more than the average bear. So I can at least kind of start from there. Anyway, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, uh, shoot me an email more than a drunk at gmail.com. Again, that's more than a drunk at gmail.com. Uh, any emails you send there will be 100% confidential. And I respond to them. And they really, really make my day. Uh, except for the, the penis pictures. Those uh, I could live without. But that's okay. You know what? If that makes you feel better about yourself, um, go for it. Eventually, maybe I'll figure out a setting in Gmail that uh, allows me to filter them. Also, if uh, if you feel like this show is worth a buck, I don't know if this one is um 25 cents maybe maybe four four of these shows worth 25 cents a piece anyway if you feel like contributing uh anything is appreciated and uh check out uh, check out the website which i should have right in front of me it is more than a drunk dot that's dot co not dot com Leave off the M. I don't know why they created .co. Anyway, uh, so yeah, morethanadrunk.pinecast.co. Or you can shoot me an email, morethanadrunk@gmail.com, at gmail.com, and I will send you the link to the site. And I think they're usually in the show notes as well. Anyway, yeah, just scroll all the way down to the bottom. Down at the bottom, there's two different ways. Pinecast has a tip jar and Patreon as well. Uh, I have been a little tied up between work and school and kids and all those kind of things. I am hoping, hoping in November to get back to kind of more of a normal schedule of uh, an episode. Well, two episodes every three weeks. I think that's that's kind of where I was at. Two episodes every three weeks. I'm hoping for that. And here I am still rambling on about nothingness. Um, Just know that uh, while I'm sitting here rambling even after the microphone is turned off, I will not drink with you today. Have a good one.